say is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the Danuette. Taking your right to self defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Not turn in the guns. All the unions always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn. of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And man, am I glad to be able to do a show again so so soon after the most recent one, uh, because as you regular listeners are aware, it has been a bit. In fact, for better than a month, I've pretty much been uh, radio silent, if you will, and it has been, well, it's been a struggle now to try to get back into the group. Now, time is still a bit of an issue. Uh, some things are still happening and going on behind the scenes, making it difficult, but uh, it seems to be settling. It seems to be evening out for the most part. Now, there's a few things here and there that still need to get worked out, and there will still be con- some time constraints, and it may make it difficult for a while. And I'm probably going to be tempted to record more stuff uh, rather than do the live bit until I can get a few other things squared away and uh, work out scheduling to start getting guests back on. But regardless of all that, just like with my most recent broadcast, a a single one-hour bit the other day, I want to thank you once again, those of you who have been patiently waiting for the show to return, and those of you who have been listening to rebroadcasts and listening to older podcasts that you've already listened to and all that, because I 
I've been seeing it. Uh, you guys have been sticking with the program. You've uh, enjoyed it. You've been revisiting older stuff. You've been going through the withdrawal, evidently, uh, way more than I would have expected. And for that, I thank you. I, I want to thank all of you. Now, part of being away, that means you get out of the habit of certain things. Uh, part of being away also means sometimes you you spend some time reflecting, but you kind of lose track of some other stuff. Now, here's some of what's been happening. Now, I've already mentioned before, and I'll explain again, part of the reason why I haven't been uh, on air that much has been a lot of extra hours going on at the day job and a lot of extra stress with the hours that I've been working and then some additional things going on family-wise of which I'm just not going to go into uh, with any great detail, at least not yet, maybe some time down the road, but not now. But part of that is I've also not had a whole lot of time to kind of keep up with everything. Uh, a lot of the research and a lot of the details into the news stories that I would ordinarily get into, I hadn't had time to really engage with. In fact, there's been several stories that were just flat out went under my radar, and I'm kind of going back and finding out. And then there's the other aspect. A lot of things have changed on the home broadcasting platform. And in exchange, I hadn't been able to catch shows live, and I'm usually... I do try to go back and catch the shows of the other folks that I listen to and that I support, people like Annie over at Southern Sense and people like Chief at Simple Facts of Life and uh, Don Smith. And I mention those people uh, specifically for a reason because some things have changed in my absence from the platform. Uh, first, Don uh, took his show to a completely different platform, you know, something I've been threatening to do for a while. Something that I probably still will eventually do. Now, I'll still put stuff up on BTR, and I may finally look into garnering the type of expertise required in order to uh, do the simulcasting on multiple platforms. And, and if that happens, because I still love the personal interaction. I like the chat room. I like seeing people coming in and enjoying the show and, and things like that, even if the numbers of the live listenerships have never been that strong. It's always the after-the-fact listenership that's always been much, much stronger. So uh, I'm, I guess it's a matter of timing. Maybe if I could find a better time uh, for the format that worked for those that do listen, maybe the, the listenership for the live broadcast would be stronger. I don't know. But I've always enjoyed that interaction, especially with the folks over at BTR. But Don Smith is doing his own thing, and I will, uh, I will do more to help you find him later. For those of you that are involved, I've got all the information and all that. In fact, I've went over and trying to to follow him. I still haven't listened uh, to any of his new stuff since he left the platform yet, but it's coming. And Don, I I'm glad that you have made that move. I know it's a strong move, and I know it's good for what you're doing over there. And I still highly recommend you guys go find the Don Smith Show. Uh, Annie is still going strong. Uh, Southern Sense Talk Radio, still one of the best talk radio shows out there, period. Uh, Chief, however, <coughs> excuse me, Chief has decided to put Simple Facts of Life on hiatus. He did this a few weeks back, 
I finally got the opportunity, again, as I was trying to get caught up on past broadcasts, I looked it up, but didn't see any for a couple of weeks, and uh, I listened to his latest one where he actually went on air and told folks what his plans were and why he was doing it, and and then he gave some shout-outs to some folks, which I was humbled and honored to be among the people that he mentioned, uh, primarily because I'd spent a lot of time uh, promoting the show, and I had him on as a guest, and it's because I really enjoyed the show. I enjoy Chief's, uh, the way he thinks as much as anything, and the way he sees into things, and again, like with everyone else, I couldn't always find myself agreeing with where he was going, but it was always interesting, and it was always a different take. Uh, you could count on something unique coming, and the bottom line is I just loved the way he tied things together. He saw the world in a way that was important for people to be able to step back and take a look at. And unlike a lot of folks that fall into the category of the conservative niche, which he was firmly part of, he did spend a little more time outside of the right-wing echo chamber. Uh, which I think is a very good place to be. I tried to do that a little bit myself, although I find myself in some cases driven so batty by trying to listen to some of these folks that didn't happen. But evidently, part of what Chief was going through is health-related. He's not been feeling very well, and it's become an issue uh, to try and do... a even just the 30 minutes that he had been doing. And part of it, too, was feeling as if where the country was at, it was a struggle to be excited about talking about what was going on. Um, and, you know, I, I listened to that, and, and I kind of took it to heart. I, I think I kind of realized that that too might have been part of why, even with the time constraints that I had, and I, and I have had some serious time constraints, there have been times in the past while I've been doing the show that I would have been up at 2 or 3 in the morning to record something just to keep it going. So I think I kind of fell victim to that same kind of thing. The more I thought about it, the more I realized... There's a lot of the same old, same old going on. And it's really easy to just get to that point where you're looking at, am I really just alone? Am I, am I just uh, this crazy guy with a voice alone in the wilderness where there's nobody to listen anyway and no one would care if they could hear me? Now, I look at the numbers of the show. I know that's not the case, but it's still so easy to see all these things going on. It's so easy to get some of the pushback that I get on social media from the folks that are uh, left of center. It's really easy to get some of the nasty messages that I get and to start to feel like you, you see 
uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. managed to find himself ensconced in the White House. And you see every good thing that the previous administration has done just wiped away uh, as if Barack Obama's uh, mentioning of the magic wand that he thought that Donald Trump didn't have. It's as if it's as if Barack did have it and he handed it off uh, in just for a second until he realized that Joe Biden's not capable of using it. He took it back and then he waved that magic wand to just magically erase because he continued to try to magically erase everything they do. So it gets to that point where you just, you feel like, is there a point? Is there a reason? Am I just wasting this time? Am I wasting the money that goes into maintaining the program? Is there enough people out there that cares enough to keep going? Is, is there enough? And the answer is yes, there is. But it's still an effective tool that the left used to make you feel so disheartened and so out of the ability to to create change or be an engine for change and, and to try to create that change. It's all about change over there. They believe ever they want to make every uh, kid in the planet think that they can change the world as long as they're changing it in the direction they want it changed in. But if you're trying to fight against them, oh, no, there's no use. You're just a dinosaur if you don't agree with the <clears throat> so-called progressive agenda as they move forward, taking taking the country forward, taking the world forward to this very dystopian future that they have planned, although they still believe it's a utopia, or at least they brainwash enough people into thinking it's a utopia. And it will be a utopia for those very special privileged few at the top. But I digress. The point is they they make it really easy for somebody like myself to to sit here and start to question and start to doubt if there's even a reason to continue. Just go back to the corner. Just go back to to being the guy you were before you got behind the microphone, before you started broadcasting, before radio stations like KYAH in Utah started broadcasting before radio stations like the late night in the Midlands network were bringing up the show and broadcasting. People are listening. People care. It is real. And it's a question of fight. How much fight do you have left in you? Well, I didn't even realize that that might have been part of the issue until I listened to Chief in his, what I hope is just a bye-for-now farewell address. And I would like, actually, before I go too far down the, the path here and forget to circle back, I'd like to ask any and all of you that are so inclined to please pray for Chief's health so that he can feel better, so that if the day arises that he decides he wants to return 
to bringing us the simple facts of life on a regular basis that he will be healthy enough to do so, leaving the choice to come back completely up to him. The prayer is for his health, his well-being. But I'm lying if I said that I didn't miss listening to his shows live as it went. In fact, I missed several that I just didn't get to listen to yet, and I will be. That's the one great thing about the archives still being up. And I'm very happy that Annie happened to be listening live for that final broadcast that he's done for now. So that someone was there. Because the live listenerships for Chief Show was a lot like my own. And not a whole lot of folks listened live. Not a whole lot of folks engaged in the chat room. Uh, there would be a fairly regular group of folks that would circle in and circle out and be there. And, and I tried my best to be there uh, whenever I could. But unfortunately, during this time frame that I've been out, that I've been gone, very rarely was I even away from the office, from the day job, by the time he was broadcasting. So I missed a lot of those shows, and I, and I feel bad that I wasn't listening live more often. I was already missing the show before. And now, thinking that I may not get to hear any new ones, I miss it even more. So, Chief, I, I want to thank you for all the time that you have put in to doing your broadcast. And, Annie, thank you for just being you tried to prop him up tried to tell him to, to not give up to, to get mad about it and use that to fuel the fire yeah, I, there's very few people in this business that are as encouraging and as helpful as Ann Ubellis so uh, very very glad to to have made that connection. I'm glad that she's still going strong with Southern Sense Talk Radio. And again, I suggest that you look her up at southern-sense.com and check out everything going on over there. And I would also like to encourage you to go to Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com to look up the old episodes, the archived episodes of Chief's show, that's Simple Facts of Life, and keep those numbers rising for a while, just just to let Chief know that you're still thinking about him, let him know that we're still missing him being there. Just to say thank you, if nothing else. But now, with so many things going on, that means the torch the torch has to remain burning bright. And there are still a lot of microphone warriors, vocal warriors, talk warriors that are in this fight. And they need to be in this fight because we are in the fight for the soul of this nation. We're in this fight for the the very continuation of the republic as she was founded. 
the single greatest form of government operating under the single greatest form of economy. An economy, the only form of economy that has unquestionably, undoubtedly, undubitably raised more people out of poverty than any other system is even capable of attempting. And that's the free market economy that we were founded with. Not not capitalism, because you see capitalism is uh, the socialist word that leads to crony capitalism, that leads to not really capitalism at all, which unfortunately, when the government starts picking winners and losers, that's where you end up. That's where we're at today. We need less regulation. I'm not saying we don't need any regulation. I do know some folks that tend to think that would be the way to go. Sadly, there probably does need to be some. But we've seen, we have seen such regulations. The more you overtick the plumbing, the easier it is to clog the drain. Now, if you're not a plumber or if you're not at least in your 40s, maybe you don't understand that metaphor, but the problem is a pretty simple one. The more involved the government gets in your daily lives, the more likely they are to mess it up than to help you. The more the government gets involved in the economy, the more they're like the more likely they are to destroy it rather than make it good. What was the key thing that we learned from previous conservative governmental heads you know people like uh, you know the orange man who was bad people like ronald reagan people like calvin coolidge what did we learn from these folks when it came to the economy that if the federal government stepped back and got out of the way of the american people the innovators the entrepreneurs the hard-working people making stuff happen. The more the government got out of their way, the more prosperous we all were. The more prosperous this nation could be and would be because when we are turned loose as a force into the world, we are, and I'm saying the American people right now, regardless of color, regardless of religion, regardless of any other any other differences that may exist for for true when we're just turned loose as a collective group to just go do things to go be a creative problem solver to go find a way to make something that's never been made before we do it not necessarily easy, uh, certainly not necessarily the first time. Trial and error is a thing for a reason. But the one thing that's really set America apart, as far as her people are concerned, when it comes to the economy, has been the stick to of the entrepreneurial spirit. The desire to work hard, to feel like you've contributed, that's ingrained in our psychology. But for those who have that entrepreneurial spirit, for those who must create, who must push forward, those who will not give up because they hit a road bump, 
Nowhere else is that nurtured than in the United States of America when the government is back up out of our way. Joe Biden, get the hell out of the way of the American people. Stop trying to destroy our energy independence. Stop trying to destroy our economy by virtue of top-down control. Stop your ultra uber leftist agenda for the love of all that is holy in heaven stop trying to destroy this nation with your falsehoods your lies and your corruption is that too much to ask evidently i i mean that's that's why they fought against Trump, and that's why they still they're scratching their heads and they don't understand why more people are starting to figure out. Guess what? The orange man who was bad eh, wasn't that bad after all. More people are waking up to the fact that the Democratic Party has been bringing you lie after lie after lie, trying to sell you a lie. That the mainstream legacy media has been telling you lie after lie after lie. How do we know? Because we see Dr. Anthony Fauci now claiming to be science itself in an effort to get you to back up, buddy. Stop trying to attack me just because I was wrong every time I opened my mouth. Just because I eventually admitted that, yes, I lied about masks in the beginning. Because we had a good reason. And, oh my goodness, now it appears that... Gain-of-function research was being funded by Fauci's organization. American tax dollars being sent to Wuhan, China to work on gain-of-function research on coronaviruses after... Barack Hussein, Alu Akbar Obama, did one of the few good things he did in office and said, um, you guys aren't being very responsible with this gain-of-function research, so uh, we're going to put a pause on that. We're going to stick a pin in it right here. Barack Obama recognized that dangerous things were happening because gain-of-function research really shouldn't be done in a lab that's not leveled at least a level three biocontainment, preferably a level four, but at least a level three, certainly never ever a level two, which I, I have to admit, I heard a description of what a level two biocontainment lab is like, and because it is both accurate and uh, very clever, something that everyone can relate to. I'm going to utilize that same description. A level two lab really is about like going to your dentist office. That's the level of biocontainment security at level two or less. So dangerous things. Ooh, so Fauci is science himself now. And then we've got Hunter Biden who's caught up in this new scandal where he used the N-word a lot. Trying to have a bit of frivolity with his attorney. Very weird conversation, which I'm not going to go into the details. But people have asked me, Tim, why haven't you already talked about what's going on with Hunter Biden? What is left to say about Hunter Biden? He's a drunk, a druggie, 
a pedophile, according to what showed up on that laptop of his. He's some weird manipulator where he's hooking up with his dead brother's widow and then his dead brother's widow's sister. And he's just not a very good guy. He's made a lot of bad choices. And he's been mooching off of his dad's name for his entire life. And the only thing, the only thing that is noteworthy whatsoever about Hunter Biden using this coarse, ridiculous language in a playful fashion isn't that it makes him racist, because whether you like it or not, it doesn't. The way Now, he may be. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that Joe is because of all these little slips that keep coming out. And I think the closer he gets to complete mental uh, break, the more we're going to get those mean old man uh, <laughs> little snippets. Not just to get off my lawn, but the full-blown whatever's really on his mind is just going to come out without filter. Pretty sure Joe really is. Hunter may be. He may not be. This little statement doesn't make it. it. just He thought he was being funny. But the real story, the only thing that makes it worth mentioning is how the media is choosing to report this. Because there is a big long list. And by now, if you listen to any other media source whatsoever, by now you've heard so many people go down the list of people who've been canceled for less council culture oh that doesn't even exist it's it's an accountability culture i'm sorry accountability is not something that you do as a high schooler and then uh, 20 years later it comes back and ends your career it's not something you do on a uh, drunken caught me at my worst moment kind of day and ends a career that's not accountability culture. And I'm sorry, if you really want accountability, doesn't accountability go both ways? Doesn't it equally affect both conservatives and non-conservatives? Or at least shouldn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. See, that's, that's a break of the rules, Tim. Which is why you've barely heard a mention of it. I mean, you're still hard-pressed to find anybody who only uses legacy mainstream media news sources. Very many people even know about Hunter Biden's laptop, period. Well, barely mentioned in retrospect. Barely mentioned. All right, we're about halfway through this uh, first hour, so guess what? That means it is time for me to go ahead and take a little mini break here, even though... I was really just getting warmed up. Anyway, let's do uh, the Edwards Notebook, Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day, and uh, then we'll continue on the flip side. Uh, you guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. The founding of our beloved republic and the growth of Christ's glorious church share some inspiring parallels. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, consider that America's founders gathered at Independence Hall on July 4th, 1776 to establish a nation that would be a beacon of hope and freedom to countless millions throughout the generations. Similarly, Christ's disciples gathered in Jerusalem 
to establish a church destined to take the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. The book of Acts recounts the bold steps of faith the apostles took after they were filled with the power of Holy Spirit. God used them to establish an ever-growing community of believers that models Christianity and virtue and faith in the dark, sin-filled world of today. Just as America's founding fathers did, those early Christians faced many challenges, real dangers, and much opposition. But by God's grace, as well as with prayer, hard work, and steadfast reliance on the Almighty, they took the truth of the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Even today, the gospel of Jesus is the only hope for true peace upon which sovereign individuals and nations can rely. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Hello, this is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Did you know that the unemployment rate for homeless veterans was twice the national average? And without proper shoes, it's hard to get a job? Here's your Veterans Tip of the Day. People from all over the country helped us with our annual Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Shoes and Socks for Homeless Veterans. There was a time this summer where we believed that probably it wouldn't be successful because of the pandemic, but decided to go ahead and do it anyway. We reached out in the local community and on the various radio shows that I'm on, asked for their support. In a little over three weeks, we received 400 pairs of shoes and over a thousand pairs of socks for homeless veterans so they can go out and look for a job and have a decent pair of shoes to wear. We at Songs and Stories for Soldiers and all the 400 plus soldiers who will receive these shoes and socks say thank you for your generosity. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and still going just headlong into, well, what feels like oblivion at this point. Uh, thank you, Joe Biden. Yes, indeed, Operation Pee Pads and Knee Pads continues at full strength. And man, oh man, I, I just don't even know what to say about that. I mean, you got Kamala running around getting a nice warm reaction in Guatemala. Uh, now... Word has it that uh, even the White House is a little concerned about some of the answers that Kamala gave uh, during uh, an interview with Lester Holt. Uh, I'm not surprised they're unhappy. Uh, After all, she handled it terribly. Uh, Again, by now, again, if you listen to conservative media outlets, you've unquestionably seen the signs in Guatemala, and you've probably heard at least some of the sound bites from said Lester Holt interview where she said that we've been to the border, uh, but she hasn't. But you know what? She hasn't been to Europe either, so that makes it okay somehow. Uh. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's dive into a little bit of that point. She's trying to make this deflection that it's not important that she hasn't herself been to the border. She's trying to make the deflection that somehow addressing the root cause in in the Northern Triangle, uh, which it still seems kind of weird to me being in the United States of America, uh, looking at Guatemala and uh, Southern Mexico as being, quote, the Northern Triangle. But for that region of the world, it's what they call it. Yes, there are 
root causes. And the Guatemalan president actually laid it out quite nicely. Kamala, if you want to address the root cause, the root cause was how you and Operation P-Pads actually campaigned. You gave promises that families would be reunited. Well, what's the first step in reuniting a family? Well, you got to separate them first. I seem to recall certain conservative commentators talking about what the actual face of compassion looks like. That sometimes tough love is the only love that's going to get somebody to the place they need to be. And sometimes true compassion is putting in place what might on the outside and at the beginning look like harshness and uncaring, but in fact prevents people from making poor decisions that puts young people, children in particularly, at risk. If you had said from the beginning, don't come, that would be one thing. But that would have been too much like sounding like that, uh, the last guy, you know, the, the orange man who was bad, the, the eater of puppies, the, the kicker of babies. I kind of got those backwards, didn't I? Well, he did those things too. I've got it on good authority from people like George Soros and Michael Moore. And they, they just tell me these things uh, through secret subliminal messages and every single thing they do. But he's the kicker of puppies. He's the eater of babies. He's the climate arsonist. Yes, it would have sounded a little too much like Donald John Trump, wouldn't it? And you can't go back and just completely undo everything he's done and then turn around and continue doing the things that he was doing, can you? It's it's kind of difficult. It's, it's tough. It's uh, just, it can't be done if you're a Democrat. But you see, things were getting better on the border. The amount of illegal border crossings had come to a very nearly an all-time low. Even before Donald John Trump officially took office, after it was made clear that he had won the election, there was a lot of self-deportation going on. We talked about that, a lot of folks trying to sneak on into Canada. And, of course, Justin Trudeau just welcomed them all in. Hey, come on, guys. I don't have enough crazy people here. Come on. Meanwhile, our good neighbors to the north, our friends, the common, decent Canadian people, have to deal with such... What's what's a good word that won't get the radio stations that rebroadcast the show in trouble? I, I don't know if there is one. Uh, bovine excrement uh, that is pushed forward by the Trudeau and Associates uh, regime running the show up in Canada. It's crazy. But anyway, I digress. I'll circle back. Circle back, Saki. Um, it really still, it's mind-boggling that Kamala hasn't understood why people want her to go to the border. Now, I, I've heard some people say that, hey, okay, here's what you do. If somebody says this is your job, you got to fix a big problem, the first thing you do is you, you go there so you can get that photo op and give a speech about how you're going to do it. It's all about the optics. And 
for some politicians, that probably would be about the most you're going to get from that. But that's not really the point. That's not how that became the thing to do. That's not how it became the good optic. The reason for going somewhere in person is so you can see for yourself how things really are. You can step back and you can see pictures, you can watch video, you can watch television, you can see uh, actual clips of uh, real-world events, but in movies, you can do all these things. But from a distance, with that layer of separation, it's never going to have the same impact as it would have if you were there yourself. Now, we've all been moved and brokenhearted by the video uh, and the audio of the, these poor kids that were abandoned by the coyotes when they were trying to cross the river when some of these kids were drowning and then the other one of the the young kid with the teddy bear that was pleading not to be just abandoned we've seen these we we are human beings and you must be missing a soul if you weren't at least bothered by some degree of what you were see happening. Now, again, that doesn't mean we should just automatically say, okay, uh, rubber stamp, come on in, son, here you go. But it does mean that as a human watching a child suffer, we need to understand that the biggest reason that that's being allowed to happen is bad policy. But despite seeing that in video, do you think that is even one-tenth of the effect than if you had been there in person, if you had seen that live. Now, Kamala doesn't want to be the border czar. She doesn't. She never did. No big surprise, right? This is actually something that would require work. And if I'm actually going to make any kind of progress at all, it would mean I'd have to be somewhat competent in something other than being somebody's ex-side piece. I mean, we're talking about Kamala Harris. We're talking about one of the worst, most inept politicians, political operatives currently alive. Possibly even one of the top ten of all time. Worst politicians. She took advantage of being someone's mistress in the state of California. She made full advantage to position herself into winning an election in a state, in a district in that state that is so one party that all you really have to do is get the Democratic nomination and then you've won the general election. You got to still go through the motions, but it's over. The real fight is in the primaries. So she basically, with no real opposition, well, not any opposition that had a chance anyway, she went from being Willie Brown's ex-side piece to becoming a senator with a few steps along the way, very hypocritical uh, time as this California's district attorney. Every political job she's had, every political job she's had was because Willie Brown was pulling strings or then Willie Brown became part of the latter. She is the archetypal sleeping your way to the top kind of woman. She's a disgrace to modern feminism. 
She's a disgrace to original first and second wave feminism that was actually back when they were still really empowering women. Now, obviously, third and now fourth wave feminism is just crazy millennial, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you, council culture BS, but she is the exact opposite of what you should be looking for as an example of what you want from a, quote, woman leader. So she's not blessed with the ability to talk with folks. I mean, what did we see when she ran for president? You guys remember back to that? See, I'm old enough to remember when she scored one hit in the first Democratic primary debate by calling Joe Biden racist. And then she got tore up by Tulsi Gabbard in the next one, and she was done. She was polling behind Andrew Yang in her home state of California before the primary, which is why she decided to drop out. She was one of the first people out of that extremely crowded field. She's a horrible politician. She's inept at every job she's ever had except manipulator which is why she still does well in the Democratic Party, because that's really all they're looking for. Uh, identity politics, check. Uh, ability to manipulate, check. Ability to fail a lot. Uh, yeah, we're going to put that as a check, because uh, truthfully, the people at the very top of the party, they don't want anybody that can come along and challenge their position and take over, which is also why the Justice Democrats are doing as well as they are, trying to usurp the party. But she didn't want the job. She doesn't want to go to the border because if she goes to the border, then it's like, okay, fine. I finally accepted this job. She can still talk about root causes and act like she's barely even part of it. Having her picture taken at the border then somehow will make it her problem. Now, I don't like the idea of us having czars of any kind. This is the United States of America. We do not need a czar. But if you want to say, okay, this is the person that we're going to put in charge of handling this problem. Okay, let's, let's just do that. I mean, isn't vice president enough of a title? Let's do away with the czar thing. But she doesn't want to go there because if she went there, heaven help her. Even her cold, steely, uncaring, only out for me heart might melt just a little and she might have to acknowledge hey you know all those things that Barack Obama did before and then when Trump did it we we tried to say that was horrible and inhuman and now that we're doing it again we try to play like it's okay and we're doing everything we can to help and and our hands are tied she might have to acknowledge that they're not doing a good job she might have to acknowledge that the current level of law enforcement when it comes to border security and when it comes to immigration laws aren't being enforced and they're not the people who are in who are responsible the people who are responsible for enforcing those laws aren't being given the tools or authority to do the job 
if somebody spent 15 minutes looking at the best overall immigration reform plan, which you can find and could have found on tapintothetruth.com for a very long time, a radical new idea for immigration reform, fully fund Border Patrol and ISIS. Not ISIS, ICE. Fully fund those people. Let them do their job. Let's enforce the laws that are currently on the books. You actually enforce the laws on the books, and almost every problem that we're having right now with illegal migration goes away very quickly. We don't need a whole slew of new laws. We just need to be enforcing what we've already got. Now, if you want to make some changes, you want to find a way to to make it easier for people to legally come here, I don't have a problem with that. I I want people to have an American kind of life. And if somebody needs to legally come here for a little bit to really see what that's like and then go home and try to bring that back to the broken places that they come from, that's fantastic. Or if they want to become an American, that's fantastic too. But they've really got to want to become an American, not just want to come here for free stuff. Not just come here to, to get money from here and send it back. We don't need very much of that. Now you want to come in as a guest worker, then okay, get your guest worker visa program. Come in here and do the stuff that uh, the avocado toast eating, latte drinking lefties out in Cali are not going to do. They need somebody to do it for them. Someone must watch the children and take care of the lawn. You want to come do that to make a buck and send it uh, back? Then uh, yeah, okay, but again. Do it the right way. Do it the legal way. Stop trying to vote in our elections. It's absurd. Utterly absurd. And that's putting it mildly. <coughs> but Kamala, I, I'm I'm trying to tell you, honey, they're going to keep asking. And eventually you're going to have to do it. But for every pinhead out there that's trying to say one reason or another why she doesn't want to go, you keep missing the fact that the reason people want her to go has nothing to do with that photo op. I mean, that's all it's going to be for her. That's all it is for most politicians. But that's not why people want you to go to the border. It's not why people want... You to go to ground zero at 9-11. It's not why people want the people who are supposed to be in charge, who are supposed to be leaders. Not that we've had very many of those in a, a long time. It's the reason why we want you to be there in person. It's not to make us feel better. It's to make sure that you feel the reality of what's happened. So you get a good dose of the scope and the depth and the just the full humanity of what's happening. If you can't feel the humanity of that situation, then you're never going to even try to come up with a solution. You're just going to keep 
playing politics. Now, the Democrats for a long time, and I'm sorry to say a lot of Republicans fall in the same category. When it comes to immigration, they don't want a solution. They just want the issue. And that's not true of every one of them. And again, yes, there's exceptions to every rule. There are still a few decent folks that just haven't figured out that they decided to to affiliate themselves with a party that no longer cherishes the American way of life or even cherishes America, period. There's some decent folks out there that do see the humanity in these situations. They just don't know, haven't had enough life experience to figure out, again, that mystery about that tough love. Sometimes you got to seem cold and hard to do what's right. And then sometimes you can be Kamala and you're just cold and hard because, well, bad reasons. I don't know. if it's going to have the effect that we would like. Now, quietly, some of the border programs under Trump that were ended abruptly seem to be coming back online. There does seem to be an acknowledgement that somehow trying to, to say nice things leads to bad things. Right now, You've got coyotes and cartels that are making serious bank off of a very poor policy. The borders can't be just wide open. It's not sustainable. If you're one of these bleeding heart lefties who think we should just accept everyone and that there shouldn't be borders and fences and walls, then I applaud your daring to dream. But then I'm going to ask you to please, please just gently, slowly come to this reality, the reality that you're living in. Because for every good intention you may have, there's somebody else several somebody else's that have bad intentions, that want to take advantage of every opportunity. And you have no clue the level of corruption. You have no clue the level of criminality. You have no clue what actual poverty looks like if you've never stepped foot outside of this country. The solutions to the poverty, the solutions to the global climate catastrophes, The solutions to all that is not, A, throw more money at it, which is always plan A for the Democrats. It's not, B, scream at the new uh, hurricane and say, oh, you're a racist hurricane, go away. Uh, It's hard to shame uh, weather. The solutions, the answers are to move forward and help these nations build something closer akin to how our nation was built with fundamental principles based on liberty and the individual with freedom with individual rights property rights 
Those things that Marxists can't stand. But those are the things that build nations that can last. Those are the things that build nations that can withstand the test of time. I'd like to see us return there real soon. We were on that path. And thankfully, there were enough people whose eyes were open during the time of the orange man. The Democrats are going to have a hard time maintaining control. Their lies are being exposed every time they open their mouths. And even the legacy media is having a hard time just swallowing the manure that's being shoveled their way these days. I don't know how much longer that will continue. I'm hoping quite a while. But we'll see what happens. In the meanwhile, we'll keep chipping away and... We'll keep trying to prove that every conspiracy theory that uh, the orange man had going out there was more true than false. I mean, we, we've seen that. We keep seeing that, right? Whether we're talking about COVID or whether we're talking about the Wuhan labs or even just a certain photo op at a certain church that had been vandalized and set on fire as we have discovered (laughs) much to the chagrin of the Democrat Party and most of the media we've discovered that the park wasn't cleared out for the photo op there were plans to do it for quite a while alright anyway let's uh Let's reset the hour. Going to do the second hour tonight. Going to make sure that we get that in, but we've got to do the reset. So you guys stay right where you're at uh, if you're listening to the podcast. But if you're listening to uh, a rebroadcast on radio, you typically still only get one hour at a shot. So uh, for you guys, remember, don't take my word for anything. Don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take the other guy's word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Like I said, if you're listening to the podcast, stay where you're at. Everybody else, come back same time tomorrow. From a blue state clan Taught to praise the little man Told that unions saved the working class He was raised a red state son To love the flag and own a gun Warned about the greed within the mass They met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees They said their vows He couldn't say when, he couldn't say how, he couldn't say why, she was different in his eyes. They built careers and had a kid, tried to live like their parents did, but both their parties taxed them close to death. 
Learn to hate the public schools. Watch TV making fools. While trial lawyers looted what was left. She, she couldn't say when. She couldn't say how. She couldn't say why. He was different in her eyes. Saw them. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people trying to cross the border Politicians build a new world order Many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn new wet. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn new wet. Broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, committing live from Historic Rome County, Tennessee, trying my best to stay mostly peaceful, but man, oh man, do these people make it hard. All right. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, definitely uh, enjoying the month of June so far, despite the best efforts of all these loony leftists to try and uh, prevent me from enjoying it. Uh, it's just insanity. What is going on in the country today? Uh, we've got companies that don't seem to understand that their responsibility is to sell products, uh, not try to convince our children to engage in crazy crazy crap anyway uh gonna jump into a couple of stories here real quick uh, this is of course the uh, second hour of the live two-hour broadcast that uh, was going out on spreaker as opposed to uh 
BTR uh, to start with, uh, like some of the newer studio things that we can do over here. Uh, so we're doing it uh, time of the live broadcast. Of course, it is uh, June the 10th, 2021. And there's still so many things going on. Now, back in the first hour, uh, I mentioned uh, that uh, that Simple Facts of Life had been put on hiatus. And I'm hoping, for my own selfish reasons, because I missed the show, uh, that it is a temporary one. But part of what's going on is health-related. So uh, for those of you who are inclined, I'm asking you to please uh, pray for Chief for his health to improve. Uh, regardless of whether or not that brings him back to the show, uh, I definitely uh, would like for him to get better. Uh, I, it's just, I'm funny that way. Uh, people that I feel like I've drawn a connection to, I like for them to be doing okay. I'm sure that's probably selfish in some way, but uh, uh, if you wouldn't mind, and if you're so inclined, please join me. And I am asking folks to also go ahead and uh, still visit blogtalkradio.com and look up Chief's show, Simple Facts of Life, and listen to some of the archive shows, too, uh, and to, to really dig deep into those archives to just kind of let him know that he sees those numbers still going up, let him know that there are people that uh, are enjoying the message, enjoying the way that he brought things together, and uh, would love to see a return if he ever felt like he was ready to do so. Now, I'm not trying to put any pressure on Chief to do that, and I hope uh, if he listens to this, if he hears it, that he understands. I'm not trying to put any kind of pressure on you at all. Uh, just, it would be fantastic in my mind if the show could come back, but more important is your health and where you are emotionally too because uh, i do understand how draining these times are how do i know because there's stories like this one Ugh. so the oregon department of education has taken funds from a program for disadvantaged children and then they turned around and gave it to the 1619 Project creator, Nicole Hannah-Jones, for two virtual speeches that she made back in May. So the creator of the 1619 Project, a bold reimagining of uh, an alternate history, <coughs> she gave two speeches. Oregon Department of Education took money for disadvantaged children to pay her. Now, I've been wondering for a while now exactly how it is that Nicole Hannah-Jones can look herself in the mirror. Just based on what I've read in the 1619 Project. But now, I wonder, did she even know where the money was coming from? I know maybe she didn't. So maybe I'm being too hard on her. Hopefully, when she finds this out, uh, presumably she may have already, hopefully she has by now, uh, we're finding out about it, uh, hopefully she'll see this and say, uh, no, dog, uh, I, I can't do that. Uh, here, take, take this back and, you know, still pay me from some other budgetary line items. Don't take money from disadvantaged children to pay to hear 
1619 Project creator give a speech. Okay, so the group Oregonians for Liberty and Education, they issued a public records request only to find out that the or excuse me, that the Oregon Department of Education had paid Hannah Jones a total of $50,000 using resources from Everyday Matters. Now that's the name of the program. Everyday Matters is a program from the Oregon Department of Education that's focused on chronic absenteeism among disadvantaged children. Everyday Matters offers helping hints such as tips for getting out the door as well as advice for parents on when children are too sick to attend school. Okay, so maybe this is a waste of money to begin with. doesn't sound like it's something that's really doing much in the way of trying to help these disadvantaged children. Now, maybe some folks are finding some of this helpful. I don't know. I'm kind of doubting it. It doesn't seem likely. Maybe there's something else entirely going on. But regardless, if you have set these dollars aside in the name of helping disadvantaged children, whatever your not-so-great efforts to help disadvantaged children may be, it still doesn't seem appropriate. But we're talking about Oregon, right? And not just Oregon, but we're talking about educators in Oregon. We're talking about the people that are involved in the indoctrination of the children. We're, we're talking about people that firmly believe somebody like me is a horrific dinosaur, Jurassic, bigoted, evil creature because I say things like, like the Constitution. So, yeah... I can see why they wouldn't be interested in what I have to say. But the problem is, and we're seeing cases of this in California, in Oregon, uh, in Washington State, and in New York, and in, in Illinois. We're seeing a lot of instances where the so-called educators, they don't really seem to care what the parents have to say either. It seems that a good number of these fine, fine folks have forgotten who they work for. And spoiler alert, if you happen to be an educator and you're not certain, uh, you you work for the parents. You work for, if you're in a public school setting, if you're teaching in a government school, that you work for the taxpayers of that region, which means not only just the parents, but also every other taxpayer in the county in the city, in the municipality, and however the system that you're working in is set up. You work for the taxpayer. And if you work in a private school, then, yeah, you work for the parents that pay the money to send their kids to that school. So those are the people you should be listening to the most, not discarding their opinions and thoughts. You're being a little too judgmental. But to see ideas like the 1619 Project, to see these notions like critical race theory 
finding their way into public education, it's scary for anybody who still understands how a constitutionally federated republic can stand. You see, it requires people to be moral, first and foremost. Now, there's the whole leftist idea of morality is that there is no morality. Stop trying to push your morality on me, man. Got a whole different set of rules. And that's fine. But we're talking about a general morality towards your fellow human. And that starts with self-respect, not not self-esteem. I'm actually not a big fan of self-esteem. I think it's overplayed. I, I think that you should have esteem based on little things like accomplishment. And, and not just... I participated and then I got this nice little trophy, but actual accomplishment, uh, you know, doing something probably in a competitive area and placing well within that competition. Then you've got grounds to have some level of esteem. And I think uh, peer esteem is a way more important thing than self-esteem because you know, if you got too much self-esteem you just become just become cocky worthless and other stuff that is not good <laughs> excuse me so i don't know i mean critical race theory has got to be dealt with several states are outright banning it several teachers that work in those states my home state of tennessee being one of them are still saying well i'm going to find a way to work it in it's like no it's been banned don't do that uh, if they do they need to be fired because they're breaking the law but critical race theory is not good for the children now, you've heard other commentators say this by now, I'm sure. I, in, unless I'm the only commentator you listen to. And if that's the case, my gosh, you need to get out there. and Listen to Annie. Listen to Don. Uh, listen to, to Ron Edwards. Listen to <laughs> Rod Eccles. Come on, guys. Go over to Global Patriot uh, Network. Listen to those guys. For the love of Pete. Listen to Suzette over at Suzette Live, part of the Ideas or Bulletproof Network. You spend some time listening to some other commentators, too, please. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to go away and never come back, but, you know. And, and I definitely don't want you to spend all your time just listening to the big boys of talk radio. Dan Bongino, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, and certainly just not in any particular order Michael Savage all these guys I mean you can listen to them Doc Stevenson you listen to these folks but don't just listen to them you need the closer uh, grass, grassroots kind of folks like Annie and, and Don and uh, Ron and Rod and, and all the guys I just mentioned and Suzette and, and these these are great folks to listen to and you should be listening to them. But critical race theory, it, it, you're telling children that, okay, if you are white, 
you're a racist, you're an oppressor, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, become subservient uh, and try to appease and atone, even though you're never going to get there. Okay, that's, that's a bad message for anyone. Then you turn around and you tell, okay, now you are a child of color. And whatever color you happen to be, it doesn't matter as long as you're not white. You've been oppressed. Uh, those are the folks over there that oppressed you. You need to deal with them accordingly. Band together, deal with them. And if they're not licking your boots, then uh, you need to make them. Now, granted, that's not the words, that's not the verbiage they use, but that is the general message. And whenever I hear somebody like, oh, I don't know, Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama, for example, talk about how why critical race theory being taught in school is even a big deal. It's a big deal because it's based on lies. There's just, just a couple of small grains of truth thrown in. And then, uh, per the 1618 Project, 1619 Project, uh, it's been boldly reimagined to bolster the false narrative that America is based on slavery and slavery alone. It wasn't. It isn't. America is based on the principles of liberty and freedom. <coughs> People spilled a lot of their own blood, sacrificed a lot of their own stuff to try to make sure that slavery came to an end in this country. You have countries around the world that are engaging in slavery right now, this very instant, where it's completely legal, where there are no repercussions for engaging in the marketing of people. At the very least, at least it's illegal here. You keep talking about systemic racism. Critical race theory establishes systemic racism because you want to change the system so that it becomes racist. Just racist against white people. That's still racism. And the, even by your own messed up changed definitions. Ooh, uh, we're going to change the definition of racism to include uh, it can only be done by people with power and authority and privilege. I'm looking around and I'm seeing an awful lot of privilege. I'm seeing an awful lot of power. I'm seeing an awful lot of authority in the hands of minorities, in the hands of people that have darker skin tones than I do, even when I spend some time in the sun and get a nice-looking tan. I'm seeing people like LeBron James in positions of privilege. I'm seeing people like Kamala Harris in positions of authority, God help us all. I remember not too long ago when Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama and everyone in his cabinet, with a few minor exceptions, were all in positions of power and authority. They were controlling the levers of government, at least the executive branch at any rate. Currently, and up until this point, the systemic part of this country has been working for minorities, not against them. 
Is the racism still roaming around? Yeah, and every time you guys whine about how critical race theory is reality, you you stoke a little more racism. You got it on your own, and you're building it up in others who are becoming resentful of being called racist when they never were. You're convincing people to become racist. Congratulations. Way to go, smart guy. Oh, no, Tim, you're wrong. That's just their white fragility showing. We're calling them out. No, you're being... about said something that would get the radio folks in trouble. You're being not so very smart. So what do you do moving forward? How do you address it? How? Well, first of all, if you're living in the state of Oregon, you need to be having a nice long talk with the Department of Education about where they're taking funds for and what they're using their funds for in the first place. Because <clears throat> the getting out the door initiative doesn't sound like it was very well thought out. Now, I, I mean, I haven't looked at the material, so I could be wrong. I'm judging this based on how it sounds. and. You really shouldn't do that. I, I shouldn't do that. But tips on whether or not your child's too sick to go to school? If you're a parent worth your salt, you know. I mean, it's it's if you're an engaged parent in the life of your you don't even have to be that engaged. If you occasionally show up and then you can see when your child looks okay in comparison to when your child looks sick, then you probably know. I don't need someone from the uh, State Department of Education to tell me the difference. But you see, that's the problem, isn't it? All these lefties, all of them, they want to be the ones telling you what you can do with your kids, how you can treat your kids. What's allowed with your kids? When your kids don't have to listen to you. Because they're not really your kids. Remember, Hillary Clinton told us it takes a village, and they're the village chieftains. <laughs> and you, my friends, well, you, you're just a little worker drone. And don't question them. Get your backside back to work. <sighs> would be difficult to believe if it wasn't for the fact that we see it over and over again, time and time again. It just keeps happening, doesn't it? Unbelievable. Except that it's just all too believable. So I don't know. What, what else are you going to do? I think definitely need to spend a little time telling these folks. <laughs> Mind your business. We'll take care of my ours. And please, stop enriching people like Hannah. Nicole Hannah-Jones here is making a killing by promoting racism. You cannot ignore our shared history and expect the nation to stay together. But again, you know, we've talked about it before. That is actually not their agenda. Their goal is, in fact, the opposite of that. They want to tear the nation apart. They don't like the idea of free market e economics. They don't like the idea of individual liberty. They don't like the idea of property rights. They're Marxists. They're socialists. They're, they're the bad guys. They're literally the bad guys that were, were universally recognized at least into the mid-'80s in this country. <laughs> Somewhere around the mid-'80s, there was this big 
uh, change where we just kind of lost sight of it. Now, don't get me wrong. Since since before there was Marxism, there were collectivists. There were folks out there in small numbers. But the average American, even as a child, could easily recognize those folks as the bad guys. Because everything they want, even when they approach it with the best of intentions, ultimately leads to disastrous results. It's destruction every time. And not just destruction of property, not just destruction of people's lives, but the destruction of people's very souls. Doesn't matter to them. They're getting richer off of taking stuff from you and, you know, moving things around a little bit, redistributing the wealth. In order to propagate the lie that this nation was based on racism and slavery, they have to have you ignore our shared history. They have to have you ignore the fact that flawed but great people did miraculous things and points in history that led to this being the freest nation on earth, that led to this being the greatest place on earth to be a minority. Perfect? No. But a heck of a lot better than almost anywhere else on the planet. You'd be hard-pressed to find an exception. And if you find one, it's only going to be a short-term exception. Because it's just not in the DNA of any other country. When you look at how bad it was, and then you look at where we're at today, there's been a lot of progress made. Things are better. You wouldn't know that to see Antifa and BLM Incorporated out here rioting for the past year and a half out here trying to burn down every major American city out here trying to claim that systemic racism deserves to have the whole system. You're a bunch of anarchists, and I don't mean organized anarchists. I mean just people that want anarchy because you think you're going to rise to power through that anarchy. You're going to think you're going to tear down the systems as they exist, and you're going a long way towards getting your way. But there are some folks now that are drawing a hard line in the sand, and we're not going to care what the federal government says. We're not going to care what the governors of blue states say. We're going to draw that hard line, and we're going to save this republic. And we're going to do so not just for ourselves, not just for our children, not just for our grandchildren, but for you whiny, snowflake, millennial crybabies too. You just don't realize that you're on the wrong side because you have these feelings. Sometimes, and this has been the theme of the show for a while now, and I've mentioned it back in the first hour of this one, Sometimes the only love that matters is the tough love. And there's a lot of you folks out there needing some pretty tough love. Uh, people like Michael Avenatti need some tough love, if you ask me. Uh, I mention that because looking right now at a headline saying that 
Avenatti seeking leniency in his Nike extortion case. It says that he's suffered enough. I wonder if the guys at Nike think that, uh, Michael. <laughs> I wonder if Donald Trump thinks that. Just questions that I'm thinking out loud. Another headline that I'm looking at right now before I take the mid-hour break, stories that I won't be able to get to. Uh, half of COVID-19 unemployment funds may have gone to scammers. <coughs> Excuse me. Really, I'm so shocked to hear that. I'm surprised. I'm amazed. I just, I can't believe it. California to update their mask mandate, keeping indoor mask mandate for schools. Ooh. Pelosi, leading Democrats, uh, think that Ilhan Omar for, well, they thank Ilhan Omar for clarification of statements that appeared to be anti-Semitic. You know why they appeared to be anti-Semitic? Because they were. Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib are both anti-Semitic, and there's really not a place for them in our Congress. <sighs> Employees at a company told Diversity Consultants that Ageism was a bigger problem than racism. <laughs> Would have loved to seen the look on their face when they did that. Uh, academic Journal article calls whiteness a malignant condition. It says there is not yet a cure. We may revisit that story before the end uh, of tonight's broadcast. Just depends on how I'm feeling about some of these other stories. Seems Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib, rips Democratic leadership, says freedom of speech doesn't exist for Muslim congresswomen. Ah. Seems to be a bit confused, doesn't she? Sounds like she's saying plenty. The media has completely ignored Hunter Biden's use of the N-word. Yeah, I talked about a little, talked that a little back in the first hour. Still, the only thing that uh, has any bearing at all uh, worth talking about when it comes to the Hunter Biden N-word controversy is the truly controversial part, and that is how it's being portrayed in the press. How it's being reported on. Uh, of interest, Texas will build its own border barrier since Biden administration will not do its job. And we'll see how that plays out. I see Dan Brewer in Arizona uh, getting into all kinds of legal hot water with the feds. But hey, I'm for it. Texas, do your thing. Arizona, do your thing. If the feds won't do it, it's up to the governors and the states to take care of it. Arizona Democrats are pressuring uh, Kristen Cinema to help kill the filibuster. Uh, keep pressuring, and Cinema, uh, keep saying no. 
A Japanese prime minister sparks Chinese government outrage by calling Taiwan a country. Uh, do you think the Japanese prime minister will get John Cena to apologize for it? AOC and far-left Democrats lash out after Jewish Democrats slam Ilhan Omar for comparing U.S.-Israel to terrorists. And you wonder why it seems a little anti-Semitic? First of all, AOC has no idea exactly how much she doesn't know. But hey, she is still AOC. And it is now about the mid-hour point, so what do you say we do that thing that we do right about the mid-hour point and uh, take a break? Let me uh, ease on down here. We'll see if we can't get another Edwards Notebook and another songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. Uh, You guys stay right where you're at. I'll be back on the other side. If I can get it to play. <laughs> Any minute. I recently heard an egotistical minister say that President Trump is not in the White House because of arrogancy and too many tweets. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. So, is arrogancy in tweets now more egregious than the United States under the Biden doctrine? which is forcing nations around the world to accept U.S. taxpayer dollars and promote and fund abortions, stopping the construction of our southern border wall, blocking deportation of illegal border crossers and allowing them to roam throughout our republic wreaking havoc, rejoining the World Health Organization, the commitment to rejoin the horribly expensive Iran nuclear arms deal in the Muslim travel ban, forcing schools to allow transgenders to participate in girls' sports, reversing transgender military bans and sticking taxpayers with the cost of paying for transgender operations, reentering Paris climate accords that could help decimate our ability to remain energy independent and allowing China to pollute at will, Biden's commitment to fast-track DACA and give millions of illegal border crossers citizenship and amnesty. I don't know about you, but I believe Biden's agenda will soon prove much worse than Trump's alleged arrogancy and tweets. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Are you looking for a job because you got laid off because of the coronavirus? Most veterans think that the GI Bill can only be used for college, but that's not true. It can also be used for retraining programs. So if you're out of work and looking for a new career, go to the VA.gov and look at the GI Bill benefits. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you to please... Uh, Take a moment to look at the show description if you're listening uh, to the podcast. And uh, you'll see a link to, well, one of the best protein bars ever. You're going to see a link to Built Bar. Uh, However, what I'm going to need you to do is copy that link in its entirety and paste it into your uh, search bar and then just hit it. 
take a good look. They've got great new flavors right now going on. Built Bar is fantastic. I mean, they really are. It's You would think it was a candy bar if you didn't know any better. Right now, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of mint. Uh, in particular, I mean, I'm okay with it, but I've never been a fan. But their Grasshopper Built Bar right now, I'm really enjoying it. Now, they've got a couple of other new flavors, too. They've got a birthday cake. Phenomenal. I'm really enjoying it, too. You've got to try it to believe it. If you're looking for a way to try and satisfy your sweet tooth that's healthy, that it's relatively low-carb, full of protein, it's just good for you. Don't do what I do, which is that need about three or four of them at a time. But it's a great snack that will get you through till mealtime. Follow the link. Check out Built Bar. Try uh, the flavors. Try them all. I mean, give them all a shot. Just follow the link. That way they know that I sent you. That's that's all I ask. So check out Built Bar. Fantastic. Now, let's get back to the show now that I've say, shamelessly tried to sell you something. Uh, there's a new report that came out that I feel it's need uh, necessary to talk about because all those folks that keep trying to cancel everyone, uh, people like LeBron James, people like John Cena, uh, people like Disney, uh, they keep trying to tell us that China's great. China's awesome. Stop being mean to China. But are they really? This new report shows China's torture, abuses against Muslim minorities, draconian crimes against humanity. Uh, these are just some of the things that I'm quoting here. Amnesty International, which, you know, they're an interesting organization. There's times where I think they're doing good work, and then there's times where I kind of think maybe they're a little too bleeding heart, uh, kind of, because the Amnesty International folks have attacked the United States before, verbally, of course. At any rate, Amnesty International released a report with new witness accounts detailing the tortures and abuse of Muslims in the... Uh, Xinjiang province, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but it's where they're keeping all the wiggers, okay? It's also uh, the province in which a lot of the uh, filming for the Disney movie, the live-action movie Mulan, took place, and they send a special shout-out thank you to the province, by the way. So these witnesses were detailing the tortures and abuse of the Muslim minorities there, calling the actions crimes against humanity. The group concluded interviews with people who had been, I'm sorry, they conducted interviews with people who had been detained in internment camps in the region, places that the Chinese government has called re-education camps. Now, if you know anything at all about world history, you hear somebody use re-education camp, you know instantly that's a bad thing. First of all, they're not trying to educate you. They're trying to force you to comply, or they're going to kill you. I mean, those are generally the two choices you have at a re-education camp. But the Chinese government actually acknowledges uh, that these are just re-education camps. Now, the detailed and, i got to say, pretty well disturbing accounts should lead to a broader international response. If not from governments, then from members of the celebrity community who heavily align themselves with human rights issues, or at least you would think. 
I'm not holding my breath on this one, guys. Now, the results of this 160-page report with new testimonials from over 50 former camp detainees that show the government's cruel treatment of Muslim minorities, Amnesty said, quote, carried out under the guise of fighting terrorism, these crimes have targeted ethnic Uyghurs, uh, Kazakhans, Hughes, uh, Uzbeks, and... Uh, yeah, I my East Tennessee tongue is not going to get the rest of these either. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. The former detainees included in the report were taken to the camps, quote, for what appears to be entirely lawful conduct, such as possessing a religious-themed picture or communicating with someone abroad. One woman was put in an internment camp for having WhatsApp on her phone. She said, quote, every day you get up at 5 a.m. and they have to make your bed. And it had to be perfect. Then there was a flag raising ceremony and an oath taking. Then you went to the canteen for breakfast. Then to the classroom. Then lunch. Then to the classroom. Then dinner. And another class, then bed. Every night, two people had to be on duty monitoring the other cellmates for two hours. There was not a minute left for yourself. You are exhausted. Now, that in and of itself sounds, well, it doesn't sound a lot different than basic training and uh except it doesn't sound as, as physically taxing. Uh, it it's, sounds like a lot of the mental manipulation in play here. Uh, some of the same things that various cults utilize to get your mind broken that you start listening. Uh, you need to be exhausted in order for them to be easier control of you. So in the camps, nearly all the detainees interviewed were forced to attend intensive classes, which often involved memorizing and reciting red songs, that is, revolutionary songs that praise the CCP and the People's Republic of China. This is the nicest part of the report, though. As you go through, if you read more of this, and I haven't had a chance to go through the whole thing. But there's a great deal of issues with being constantly monitored. Insufficient food and water. Health care, sanitation, hygiene conditions, terrible Fresh air, almost non-existent. Exposure to natural light, almost non-existent, depending on what they had you doing. And these were the folks who were lucky enough to not get into slave labor. Now, the slave labor folks were also held under these conditions and having to do the same things when they weren't being sent out to go do these ridiculous jobs. 
But to me, this sounds nothing at all like the kind of place that you, as a person who cares about human rights, should be associated with, would want to be affiliated with, would want organizations that you are affiliated with to be affiliated with. It seems to me like a LeBron James should be demanding that the NBA not do anything with China. It seems to me that a John Cena should be saying, I don't want to be in your stupid movies anymore if you're going to make me apologize over a slip of saying that Taiwan's a country. Uh, because whether you like it or not, it is officially recognized as such. There have been times where we've been on the very brink of war with China in order to protect Taiwan, to keep it from the hands of the Communist Party. And rightfully so. Now, the history of how Taiwan became a separate entity is a history of a failed civil war attempt and all this other stuff. And I, I can't say that the leadership that moved to Taiwan and and it was at that point probably plotting to eventually tr to go back to the mainland and make another effort at taking over. I'm not saying that any of that would have been any better. What I am saying is that the Chinese people have been victimized. And the Chinese people will continue to be victimized as long as the Chinese Communist Party is in charge. They are not friendly. They are not our friends. They are enemies of all freedom-loving people anywhere around the they're also enemies of any country that they will ally with temporarily in their effort to try and take down uh, countries like the United States and Israel. Again, nations that place freedoms at a rather high regard. There's a reason why they want to own big portions of this country. There's a reason why they want to manipulate some of the biggest, strongest, most powerful corporations and business entities, why they want celebrities to bow to their wishes. Now, obviously, if you're making movies, you want the Chinese market. A lot of people spending a lot of money over there. If you play for the NBA, well, the NBA decided that they want the Chinese dollars. They want to to spend time in China playing some games. They want to do all this thing to import because there's more money to be had over there because the American market's drying up because most Americans have gotten tired of all the political BS. There are some things that should be left without politics touching them. Sports is one of those. I know you guys don't think so. Movies and entertainment is another. Now, you want to make a different version of the same movie. You want to cut out a few scenes here and there to make it more palatable for uh, another country's sensibilities. Well, then that's up to you to make that decision. Now, if it's a cultural thing, I don't have any actual opposition to that. But if it's strictly a political thing, then you're selling your freaking soul. And for what? A few bucks that if you just focus on doing your job and doing it well, you can more than make up with the rest of the world anyway. 
Yeah, there's a lot of money to be had in doing business in China, at least in the time being. But is doing that business really worth enabling such human abuses, such atrocities against humanity? Helping to empower and embolden people that are enemies of anyone that is not part of their club. If you're not part of the Chinese Communist Party, then you are nothing but a tool to them. And they will use you until you serve no purpose, and then you will be tossed away in the waste bin of history like every adversary they have. That's their goal. That's their intent. That's what they will do if they have that chance. And don't make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, I'm a Disney executive. I'm fine. I'm above that. Uh, They can't do jack to me. Because if China gets their way, oh, yes, they can. China wants to rule the world. They believe it's their innate destiny. They're not the only country out there that believes that. But right now, they are the most dangerous country that believes that. They're higher, a bigger threat right now than Russia is. They're a bigger threat right now than most terrorist organizations. They're a bigger threat mostly because... There are powerful entities in this country that bend over backwards to accommodate them, that they will accommodate them ahead of American audiences and ahead of American citizens, ahead of the very people they claim to cherish. I'm so tired. I'm so sick of seeing that, well, we care about trans children. But... We're still doing business with China, and uh, trans children in China would be magically disappeared. (gasps) How dare you say such inflammatory things about China? Are you racist? Are you anti-Chinese? No, I'm anti-communist. Not the same thing. See, the Chinese people as I've already said, are victims here too. Chinese people have been victimized by the CCP, well, for about as long as the CCP's come to power. The Chinese people, the Taiwanese people, the Tibetan people, the Japanese people, there's a reason why the Japanese and the Chinese don't get along, people. Although, technically, that's a longer-standing historical thing, but some things are still lasting. And China became way more dangerous to the rest of the world once the uh, Communist Party took over. But they've never been more dangerous than they did when they developed this hybrid-style economy where they tried to engage state control with free markets. China never got anywhere on the world stage for anything other than just having numbers until they developed this economic power that came from infusing some level of free markets into their economy. Boom. Now, all you Marxists out there that still say, oh, capitalism bad, uh, need to think about free markets. It's a little different than capitalism. But capitalism, as defined by the Marxists, would still clean the clocks of any collectivist Uh, type of economy, period. 
You don't have to like it, but you best believe it because it's true. But see, the thing here isn't about how dangerous China's become because of the money. It's not about how dangerous China's become because of their influence around the world. The problem here is that so many people who should know better, who claim to cherish humanity, so willingly ignore, so willingly turn a blind eye to what they know is happening in China. To what they know that the CCP is doing to people every single day simply because they don't adhere to membership of the CCP club. They don't follow the rules. Now, if you're some leftist snowflake, instead of worrying about being uh, attacked on Twitter for not being woke enough, for not being anti-racist enough against all this Asian and Island Pacific, uh, Pacific Islander hate. Uh, I, I can't speak out against the Communist Party of China because people will think that I'm part of that uh, Asian and Pacific Islander hate group. No. The CCP is engaging in Asian hate. They're engaging in hostilities against religious liberties, and they're engaging in hostilities against any of their citizens that decide to procreate in a fashion that doesn't meet their required goals. Human rights is a joke in China because of the CCP. So it's not the Chinese people, it's not Asians of any kind that's the danger, it's not who I'm lashing out against, and it's not who I'm speaking ill of. It is strictly those who are wielding the power to cause harm to their own people in such a ridiculous fashion based on their communist goals. <coughs> and then I've just got a crack on anybody here who sells out to them. There's not one executive in a Disney boardroom. There's not one uh, executive in Hollywood. There's not one athlete playing in professional sports, nor any professional sports league, that shouldn't know better. But here we are, living in an age where Disney gives thanks to the Chinese province that's conducting re-education camps and slave labor. where movie stars slash professional wrestlers are apologizing for saying Taiwan was a country. Where basketball players are canceled for saying that China's horrible and then other basketball players are saying, no, it's the NBA players that don't realize how sensitive things are. You're just not woke enough. You're terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I ain't got a problem with anybody who decides to use whatever platform they have to speak their mind. I'm a firm believer that the solution to bad ideas is more speech and more ideas, not less speech. Stop trying to squash me. Stop trying to cancel me. Listen to what I've got to say. If you don't like it, stop listening. Move on. But let me keep talking. Somebody 
might find a way to bridge the gap between where I'm at and where you're at, and maybe we'll come back together somewhere down the road. But that's never going to happen if you try to cancel me. It's not going to happen if I try to cancel you. Freedom of speech is a great thing. But there are times when you are too stupid. Well, I should use the term ignorant because ignorance is the real issue. There are times when you're just too ignorant to intelligently discuss a topic. You know why? Because you don't know anything about that topic. And that happens to every one of us. There's always something out there that we don't know about. That's not a bad thing. It's just a reality. It's a reality that people like LeBron James need to come to. But the real reality here is that we as Americans need to start demanding better from these organizations that were built based on using our dollars. Yeah, they can get more dollars from China, and yeah, uh, withholding our dollars might push them even further into China's grasp. But at the end of the day, we need to remind them that the reason we're stopping isn't because we don't like the product that they're bringing us. It's because they're making bad choices with who they're associating with. That if half of their virtue signaling is remotely true, China's not a good business partner, no matter how many dollars you can make, because those dollars will not rebuild the lives, the souls, the spirit of those people that are being crushed, that are being ground into dust just because the Chinese Communist Party says so. Send your letters to Disney. Send your letters to the NBA. Send your letters to every Hollywood studio. Just, as Nike would say, just do it. That's going to have to be it for tonight. Thank you so very much for listening, especially if you made it all the way to the end. As always, I appreciate you all. Uh, be careful, and until we meet again, remember... Don't take my word for it, but definitely, definitely don't take the other guy's word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and more importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. I'm out. using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep 
is using both hands. Using both hands.